Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Who You Got. We Talk Wrestling Edition, or We Talk Wrestling Who You Got Edition, whatever the fuck it is. It's the final four, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And again, like I said, it's down to the wire. The final four, we are, it is going to be decided tonight between WrestleMania 19, WrestleMania 20, WrestleMania 21, and WrestleMania 17. It's so strange. 19, 20, 21, 17. Like, basically that that small little goodness of at the you know in like mid attitude era to like right at the beginning of the ruthless aggression era um anyway um but just to review obviously i just said what i said um just to view the last week's um uh bracket and everything like that uh which one do you guys have the bracket because i don't have I, I, got, I got the bracket okay uh so uh, last week we had uh, 10 versus 20, 19 versus 16, 21 versus 23, 24 versus 17. Um, we chose 20 as a better WrestleMania than 10. We chose 19 as a better WrestleMania than 16, 21 as a better WrestleMania than 23, and 17 as a better WrestleMania than 24. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, leaving this week to go uh, 20 versus 19 and 21 versus 17. And then obviously the winners of those brackets will face each other. And uh, later in this episode, you'll figure out who we believe is the, or what we believe is the best WrestleMania to date. Right. Um, so... We start off with uh, WrestleMania 20, uh, and I know this is kind of redundant, but uh, man, the 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 matches that were on 20 are just insane. I mean, you you start off with John Cena versus The Big Show for the U.S. title, uh, then you have Booker T and Rob Van Dam versus the Dudleys versus uh Cade and Jindrak versus La Resistance. Uh then you have Christian versus Jericho, uh Evolution, Batista, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair versus the Rock and Sock Connection of Mick Foley and The Rock. Uh then you have the Playboy Evening Gown match, which is uh, you know, kind of your popcorn match. Uh you got Tori Wilson and Sable versus Miss Jackie and Stacy Keebler. Um Oh, Miss Jackie. Uh, yes. Oh, you tried. <laughs> Did she, though? Yeah. She was a good valet. <laughs> All I know is that, what was that What was that match on Raw? It was her and Christopher Nowinski against Bradshaw and Trish. I think that was the... <clears throat> that, tag, that... that was like the tough enough match that didn't make sense. Like, yeah. why would you throw them into that immediately? Yeah. I, I don't know. Especially against Bradshaw, who we know is a dick. <laughs> Right. Uh, following the Playboy Evening Gown match, we had the Cruiserweight Open, uh, which featured Chavo Guerrero, Akio, Billy Kidman, Funaki, Jamie Noble, Nunzio, Rey Mysterio, Shannon Moore, Tajiri, and Ultimo Dragon. Um, isn't this the one where Dragon uh, slipped out the entrance? Way, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Then we have the terrible 14 minutes of Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. First of all, it was more like four minutes with 10 minute entrances and walking around. 
well, like four minutes of actual in-ring work. <laughs> I'm just saying, it, they, they clocked it at 13 minutes, 48 seconds. That was bell to bell. So, <laughs> there was a lot of showboating and bullshitting going on. Yeah, a oh, lot for of fuckery. <laughs> That's when Stone Cold should have went in business himself. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Uh, then we had Too Cool versus uh, the APA, the Basham Brothers, and the World's Greatest Tag Team. This was a fatal four-way for the WWE tag titles. Then we had uh, Victoria versus Molly Holly in the hair versus title match. Uh, that was such a good match. It was so short, but it didn't feel less than five minutes. And to think, right. they didn't plan, creative and Vince didn't plan on having this match and didn't want this match, but they did plan on having that Playboy Evening guy match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were in bed with uh, Hugh Hefner at that point. Uh, I mean, even then, like, you didn't have to do that. Well, no, but that's what they did. You know, they were getting a lot of money from Playboy to feature uh, some of their their divas on the cover and in spreads. I'm glad we don't have to do the stupid divas thing anymore. Yet. Well, NXT is. Sorry, NXT. That's what I'm saying. Yet. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Because old Johnny Ace, my man, Johnny Ace. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the hair versus title women's championship match, we had Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle for the WWE championship. Uh, such, such a smart match. Oh, uh, so good. Such a good match. Yes. Uh, we followed that up with, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, I've been sick the last few days. Um, because you went back to work. No, I hadn't even been back to work yet. That's the problem. I thought you did go back to work last week. I did, but uh, I was sick over st- the weekend. Go to Starbucks, get you another medicine ball. Hey, shit, I might what? in the morning. Uh, Starbucks has this. It's it's a tea, but it's called medicine ball. It's uh, it's green tea with like honey, lemon, and ginger root in it. It's really good. It, it knocks shit out of you. Uh, and it's only like $4, so. Uh, when we when we get the studio, I'll get y'all a bum machine. You ain't got to worry about going to the Starbucks to get coffee. <laughs> I mean, I don't go get coffee from Starbucks, but I'll go get a medicine ball. I don't, I don't like Starbucks coffee. We can make coffee. our own medicine ball. I don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, I don't like Starbucks <laughs> coffee. It tastes... I know, that's burnt. why I'm getting the bun machine. <laughs> we already had this discussion. I mean, I'll do some Dunkin'. Right? I, I like Dunkin'. Uh, <laughs> We're going so... off topic again. <laughs> no, you're going off topic. I was trying to be nice and say, hey, I'm going to get y'all a bun machine when we get to the studio. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't like Starbucks. I fucking ask you about it. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Um, See if I do anything nice for you again, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> uh, following the uh, <clears throat> Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle match, we had Undertaker versus Kane. Uh, and this was, I don't know, this was a weird time where Paul Bearer was going back and forth between Kane and the Undertaker as their manager. Uh, but was he Kane's manager? I thought, he I was thought Undertaker's after... manager at this point. Yeah. I, I don't he think brought... he. I don't remember him going back to Kane during this time. He didn't, because Kane betrayed them, and then Paul Bearer came back as a taunt, uh, as a tease for Undertaker. 
You're no son of mine. Yep. Neither one is a son of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Although I did, you know, I think that, you know, the whole big thing was, hey, this is the return of The Undertaker. But because at the time, uh, I think it was Survivor Series the previous year, him, Undertaker and Vince McMahon had that Buried Alive match. At, yeah, it was Survivor Series, right? It had remember. to be. I'm pretty sure we said I believe Kane, it was. Yeah, Kane uh, attacks him from behind, buries him alive, says that he's dead, does the whole eulogy on Monday Night Raw, blah, 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 blah. For his dead girlfriend? No, no, that was prior. Uh, <laughs> uh, any excuse what was to bring Katie, Katie Vick? Any, any excuse to bring up the Katie Vick storyline, I swear. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense because like he was always we were he was always portrayed on TV as the demon and, and all this different shit. And well, then they they it, had to humanize him. Yeah. Well, also that he was going he was also a babyface against Triple H when Triple H was the worst person to be on TV. Oh god. That was a that was a bad couple of years. Not yeah. really. Like the thing is, like he did have a a reign of terror, as people say. He did elevate people, though. Yeah. He still worked with people. He didn't put everybody over, but he put people over. I mean, he made Shelton look good for a month until people realized <laughs> Shelton can't fucking talk. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did the deal with him and Jericho. Uh, so is he? I. I, I I still harken back when we get to WrestleMania 19. I'll, I, I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, but anyway, but yeah, but that's what I'm getting back on track here. The whole buildup between Survivor Series and WrestleMania when The Undertaker came back to that big reveal because he wasn't American badass Undertaker. He wasn't even Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. He was like a he it was like a cross between like his original gimmick and like an old gunslinger western type character you know what i mean i know it sounds weird the way i'm saying it but like that's well, the impression that you got that a black trench coat the hat you know it just he just looked different. taker has reinvented his gimmick without really reinventing his gimmick right. more than anybody like everybody gives chris jericho praise for like reinventing himself every few years uh, but the Undertaker has really done that a lot because you think of like <clears throat> from where he started to where he ended and all the renditions of like the Undertaker in between right you know I mean he did come out with a raven sometimes right the <laughs> weird purple gauntlets um, oh the Wrestlemania 9 entrance yeah I know, yeah. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about yeah he would always come out with the druid at the demonic priest dude i will say this though that the whole thing at wrestlemania 9 had that not taken place in an outside venue like it may have looked a little bit more eerie i I don't know him coming out with the with the raven and stuff at at night at nine with it being brought almost daylight i don't know it just if it was on if it was on like the east coast or something it was a little bit more or not even dark like twilight almost it would probably be a little bit more creep, a little bit more eerie, kind of go with his character or whatever. Uh, but, but that's just me. But anyway, and then Chip main event. Uh, the, the main event yeah. was uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit. Oh, it's a triple threat, but uh, 
Chris Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels in in one of the the best triple threat matches I've seen. Uh, and then you know, for for Chris Benoit to finally get his come up and become the world heavyweight champion, uh, you know that's that's the things that dreams are are made of, right. I mean, it was a special moment. I think the main thing, not so much the match. I mean, the match was incredible, but people remember the moment after the match when it was him and Eddie in the ring, both of them holding their perspective championships from each perspective brands, and they embrace each other in the ring. Um, and that was probably one of the most heartfelt moments of this particular WrestleMania because at that moment regardless of what you may think about professional wrestling today in 2004 when you saw that moment you knew okay this isn't just something just put on for shits and giggles for you know a a wrestling program like that was a real genuine moment and people felt that moment you know what i mean yeah and that's what made it great it from what i understand it wasn't called in the back it was just like eddie was just like fuck it i'm going out here this is my (laughs) this is my best friend in the entire world and i'm going to celebrate with him right uh because we're two guys that were never meant to be you know the the number one champions in this company uh right so you know, what, what 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 were they called? Vanilla midgets? Is that yeah. what they were called? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so they go out and they, I mean, two of, I would say, those. Looking at this card, I mean, it's a stacked card, but those were the two best matches on the card: Eddie versus uh, Perk Angle, and Benoit versus Hunter and Sean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, that way. And, and I mean, the all the other matches were were really good too, except for you know uh, Goldberg, Lesnar, and the Playboy Evening Gown match. But I mean, we knew the Playboy Evening Gown match going into this wasn't going to be anything but them trying to strip each other naked. Uh, we were, right. I mean, you know, we were hoping that the Goldberg Lesnar match was going to be something. Uh, but they just decided because they knew they were leaving the company, they they weren't going to do anything to jeopardize, you know, anything on the way out. So, yeah, they said fuck the fans. Yeah, and, see, and that, I think that's the one thing that pisses people off more. Like the thing with that, like if they just kept it quiet, like if Goldberg just said, "Okay, I'm going to keep it quiet. I'm not resigning or anything, but I'm just going to keep it quiet until." Excuse me. You know, it's it's after Mania, so we can take care of business and not screw up the show. You know, Lesnar with that same mindset because he had gotten reported that he was fixing to go to the Minnesota Vikings and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, you know, they had this build up since the Royal Rumble and shit. You know, obviously they wanted to do an interpromotional match because Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown and Goldberg was on Raw. So they wanted to have, you know, the, the battle of the brands at WrestleMania like they always do. But it was just it was just one of those things where it was like both guys were leaving no one gave a shit about the match and i think that had the internet leaks not gotten out there i think people would probably i mean it still would have been probably a bad match people probably would have probably looked on it still in a bad light but i i I don't think it would have been as bad as it was does that make sense yeah it's like they it's like it's almost like okay they're not vibing with us 
fuck it, we're just going to do what we want to do, and we already got their money, so fuck them, you know, pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, they definitely proved later on that they could could have done a better match, but they didn't give a shit. They didn't. No, you're right. Um, And, I mean, we always know Lesnar's philosophy is like him versus everyone else, pretty much. As long as he's getting paid, he doesn't give a shit about anything else or anybody else. But no, overall, uh, I still think this was one of the easily one of the better pay per view or better WrestleManias. Right. Uh, what What would you say would be the most underrated match of this WrestleMania? That might be a. Um, most underrated match on this mania um because uh, I got a feeling we're gonna have a difference I got a feeling we're gonna have a difference of opinion um dang I don't really look at this um probably I'm probably going to say Victoria versus Molly Holly. Okay. Okay. See, I had a feeling we'd be different. Honest to God, man, I think the Evolution versus Rock and Sock Connection match is underrated in this because it's a handicap match, obviously. Um, but, you know, it was giving Foley and The Rock, you know, a chance to you know, reconcile. It was pushing Batista, Randy Orton. Flair really didn't need the rub, but it was helping Orton get that rub because Orton was the one who you know, got the pin on Mick Foley and it was also setting something else up for them. It was continuing their storyline, which led into backlash, which, you know, Orton goes for the RKO and Foley throws him down on top of the thumbtacks and you get that visual of Orton, you know, <laughs> freaking the fuck out after being, went through the thumbtacks and stuff. You know, um, but for me, like, I enjoyed that one too. I think that's underrated. Like, obviously Christian and Jericho was, was a good match. Um, you know, I think the whole thing with Trish at the end was definitely a surprise. Yeah, but it also didn't really, like I said, it doesn't make sense that she went to the guy that was literally abusing her. Well, I mean, bait and switch, you know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, but it, I mean, it was like she, the whole way up to it, she was like trying to get away from him. And then all of a sudden, like, it's like Stockholm Syndrome or something. She gets to get away and she doesn't. But what happened? Like, what was the aftermath of all that, though? Like, what was the aftermath after that whole... I don't even remember. The, um, Jericho eventually had a handicap match against him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's that right. backlash. That's right, yeah. 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 And then it really didn't go much from there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't it didn't really make sense to me. No. no. All right then, and then right, so going up against twenty is the previous WrestleMania, which is WrestleMania nineteen. Yep. And then we had uh, so uh, we had one pre-show match. It was Chief Morley and Lance Storm with the Dudley Boys defeating Kane and Rob Van Dam for the uh, World Tag Team Championships. This was a really odd combination of of, um, 
Val Venus, basically, and Lance Storm. Uh, but th- wasn't this the when they were in the uh, Right to Censor, or is this no. just after? That's how to be after. Okay. No, like two years after, because Right to Censor was a thing at WrestleMania 17. Well, no, was it wasn't 18. Or was it 17? Uh, yeah, Right to Censor was seven. Well, no, it was 17. I don't. Um, let me look. Well, let me look at 18. Right you might be right. Yeah. But just that, the, the, like the pairing of of Morley and Storm was an odd combination. The, the, it, I mean, it kind of worked, but it was just an odd combination. And then you have the Dudley Boys like as their quote unquote managers at this point. Uh, well, I think it was. I think the Dudley. If I remember correctly, the Dudley Boys was their their hired help. Like they weren't out there with them at the start of the match, but they were the reason why Kane and Rob Van Dam lost the match. Yeah, it was to just continue on that uh, storyline between them. Yeah. To be honest with you, I really don't know who won the titles after them. To be completely honest with you. Be after who? After uh, Morley and Storm. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kane and RVD went back. I think so. Let me slide through here real quick to find it. Um. Okay. <laughs> the hell was that? Yeah, one of those right. spinning wheels? <laughs> yep. Uh, Get that rudder going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, it's, it's like to spin Mark the wheel of doom. <laughs> <laughs> that price is yep. right wheel. Exactly. Uh, so that was the pre-show, oh, man. Okay, okay. Well, what? Kane and Rob Van Dam won the tag titles the night after WrestleMania in a triple threat match between Chief Morley and Lance Storm and the Dudley Boys. Mm. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so that works. All right. Uh, then, <clears throat> so to actual for the actual start of the uh, WrestleMania, you have. Uh, Matt Hardy defeating Rey Mysterio in uh, an amazing cruiserweight championship match that that goes less than six minutes, but doesn't feel like it's too short. Long. Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt like it was right pacing. You know, good timing. You know, and, and, and I was all for this match. You know, because I'm, I'm a big fan of Rey Mysterio. And Matt Hardy was at this point doing doing the the Matt Hardy version one gimmick with the whole, you know, just debuted the new uh, Monster Magnet music and you know had the whole screen like like downloading thing and then bringing up the Matt facts on the side of the <laughs> he developed Mattitude and that whole deal um, and then having Shannon Moore as his lackey at ringside definitely benefited him a lot, um, you know. But yeah, the match in and of itself was great. The fact that you know. It's like Shannon Moore was the one who was like, "Oh, you think you know he's going to be the reason why?" And then Matt Hardy, you know, ends up pinning Ray, you know, arm on the arm on the ropes, when you know, winning a WrestleMania match, and uh, which I, I don't think Matt Hardy gets enough credit for how much he carried that cruiserweight division during this time. Well, the thing is, is Matt Hardy doesn't get a whole lot of credit for like being a singles competitor anyway. Like, right. just just in my opinion, you know, I, I think that because all the focus went to Jeff, uh, people kind of forget how good Matt Hardy was 
uh and i won't say is because yeah yeah he's still okay but he's nowhere near the level that he was who uh matt yeah oh of course i mean he's what 47 now i mean his body's definitely can't do it no more yeah it's just it's weird that his body broke down quicker than jeff's did with jeff doing the uh the crazy shit that's true so i mean eh i mean (laughs) yeah uh, so after this match, we have the handicap match of The Undertaker versus Big Show and A-Train, uh, where Nathan <laughs> Jones makes the save, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Jones makes that save. Make sure The Undertaker keeps that perfect streak. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm disagreeing with y'all at this point because that's. Just... <laughs> oh, I, I, I was waiting on the. Uh, I was waiting on the A train hate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. But you know, I mean, hurts gonna... Chris Benoit one time, and all of a sudden he's a he's a he's a. <laughs> I mean, let's also don't forget his Lord Tensai days. Or his, or his sweet tea days. What? Just because uh, he just just because he dropped Benoit on his head one time don't mean he's not a safe worker. No, it's just the other people he's dropped. <laughs> Who else did he drop? He dropped a lot of people. Okay, okay. If we're going by that logic, is Seth Rollins considered a, 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 a dangerous worker because he moved John Cena's nose on the other side of his face? He injured two people. Three. Who was the third one? Uh, didn't he injure Van Dam? No. No. He, he injured three people though. He injured uh, three people. I just I thought he, I thought it was he, it was Sting. It was um, Sting. Sting. Cena and himself. No, Sting, Cena, and... Balor, uh, Balor. Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, it's Finn Balor. <laughs> no, that was actually Finn Balor who put his arm out to catch the barricade for some reason. Instead of just taking a flat back bump on a barricade. Well, yeah. So now but... he's blaming Balor. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but it no, was No, I get what move. he's saying. I'm fucking with him. I'm getting, I get what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, but it was the same move that hurt Balor and Sting. Sting. That's why they... Stop yeah, I mean, using it for a while. Sting, Sting, them calling that for Sting was a bad idea on everybody's end. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. He's I, I can't say that that man just dumped off a balcony. No, in that's AW, true. So. And he, he's, <laughs> he's what sixty something now. Yeah, he's in his sixties, and um, that man's now starting to try to be Darby Allen Jr. instead of being Sting. Darby Allen Senior. <laughs> let me just let me just cripple myself for no reason. He is 63. Yeah, he's in the 60s. That's ridiculous. He's up there. Like, bro, he's you're staying. You should not be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, let's continue. What's right. the next match on the card? Uh, next up, we've got uh, Trish Stratus versus Victoria and Jazz uh, for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, this was a, a good match. Yeah. Yeah, it really you know, works. but but you got three girls in there that can can actually work. So, right, and Stevie Richards being out there to kind of be like cannon fodder for the girls, and you know, be the distraction for you know, Victoria and stuff like that. So, you know, so he did his you know he did his job very very well. I mean, it just worked a lot because I mean it was different from by having a male valet is mm-hmm. kind of 
I, I don't want to really call him a valet because he I mean he still wrestled and stuff, but I mean he wasn't really managing either. So I right. guess just, just an assistance or a partner, an ally, if you will. Yeah, I guess would be the best word. Yeah, but it worked. And, and it, it did work. The pairing of it did work. Stevie is, I mean, he's such a cool dude anyway, so. Right. So y'all got to meet him? Yeah. I mean, we've done, yeah, I mean, we got to meet him. We've done shows with him and stuff. He's actually a pretty cool dude. You should have asked him about his time that he was Dr. Stevie and he was drugging and raping Abyss. I mean, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's told us some interesting stories. Yeah. About working for Vince Russo and how bad that is. Yep. Yeah, a Vince McMahon story about you know maybe I shouldn't say this on the game. Why? What are they gonna do with us? Something about that. I don't know this to be a fact, and I might have misconstrued the story, but something to the effect of he 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 was in Gorilla doing something, and Vince McMahon was stroking himself during one of the Divas matches. I've heard that from multiple people, actually. Yeah, I just you know, I'm just saying that's that's the theory that's out there. Oh, theory. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a fact. It's a theory. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, no. I mean, the match was good nonetheless, though. Following that, we have uh, Team Angle versus Benoit Rhino versus uh, Los Guerreros, which is Chavo and Eddie. And this is a triple threat for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Uh, it goes less than 10 minutes, but feels like the perfect amount of time. Like everybody got their stuff in. It was, it was a really good triple threat tag match. I think yeah. this was, I think this was probably the most underrated match of this mania. They, people did not, you know, because you have Ben Juan Rhino, two guys that have been around forever. You have the family dynamic between Eddie and Chavo. And then you got this new young upstart team with Charlie Hostage, Shelton Benjamin, you know, straight shooters. Yeah, it's just straight like the new Minnesota Wrecking Crew, if you will. Um, only they're like legit fucking like one of them was from Seton Hall, the other one was from fucking uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Soda. yeah. Like I, I almost said, I almost said um, South Carolina because he's from Spartanburg, so I, or Orangeburg. So I don't know why I was meaning to think of the South Carolina, but he's uh, we went to. Uh, Minnesota, like you said, and beat um, Lesnar. Teammates with Lesnar, exactly, and Kane Velasquez. I don't know if anybody else know that. Excuse me, um, but yeah, I mean, but it was the perfect blend of these three teams together, and like what you said, Chip. It was a, it was the match was less than nine minutes, but damn, it was such a good match. And people, people, I think people overlooked this match because of all the other good matches that was on the card. But yeah, I definitely think this is. I'm glad this match took place before the next match and not after because it may have not have probably definitely would have wouldn't have gotten a lot of love. It probably would have they probably the crowd would probably wouldn't have given a shit to be honest with you. And I'll explain why here in just a second. Yeah, because uh, next match up is Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. They go 22 and a half minutes until a great story. Beautiful. Yes, the story of Jericho. One that you know was always inspired by Shawn Michaels was a big influence by Shawn Michaels, which Shawn Michaels inspired an entire generation of people. You yeah, know, that's why we have AEW. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, is that 
you know, Jericho always said, you know, like, you know, I always wanted to be the, he, he's cut it in a, in a promo one time. He's like, I've always wanted to be the next Shawn Michaels until I realized that I can be the first Chris Jericho or something. Like that. And they built that storyline around, you know, you should have passed the torch to me and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it was just, it was just a, just a good, you know, back and forth match. And it was just, it was just a, an amazing match to watch. Um, definitely up there. Top five, top ten, all-time greatest WrestleMania matches I've seen. Yeah, I mean, this match, uh, there's a wonder why they call Shawn Michaels Mr. WrestleMania. Because he calls himself that? Well, but because he puts on five-star quality matches at WrestleMania. Just out of sheer curiosity... Was this match a five star match? Was this a was this match a five star rated match? Uh, I say about a four at most, uh, maybe three point seven five. Heresy. <laughs> There's not really right. many. See the thing, like the five star rating system is is a sub, super subjective biasy. Of course it is. Because I mean, to me, a five star WrestleMania main event, uh, five star main, a five star WrestleMania match. Is the triple threat Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels because it told right. three stories, right? Uh, what what year was this? WrestleMania nineteen was in two thousand and three. Two thousand and three, yeah. Oh, let's see, see what old Uncle Dave has to say. Uncle Dave had to did say. not. Well, Uncle Dave yeah. did not rate this as a five star match. Oh, he he never would. As a matter of fact, in the 2000s, there were absolutely zero WWE five-star matches. Yeah, I don't think he gave Get any. Get the fuck out of here. For no, real? I don't think he gave any. Mm-mm. Did he give any five-star matches at all from any other company that was around? It, it, no, it, he didn't really yeah. start doing it until his hit. Who? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, <clears throat> we had... Uh, Fuchi and Kawada versus Izuki and Nagata got five stars. Uh, December of 2000, December or March of 03, Misawa versus Kobashi got five stars. Uh, Kobashi versus Akiyama from 04 got five stars. Joe versus Punk 2 got five stars. Uh, Christopher Daniels okay, and AJ okay. Styles. I like, I know this man hates WWE so much but come on Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe from TNA Unbreakable got 5 stars Uh, Joe versus Kobashi from Ring of Honor got 5 stars and Sima Masato Yoshina and uh, Narukido versus Dragon Kid Genki Horiguchi and uh, Rio Siati from Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor got five stars, and that was from uh, 2000 to 2006. He didn't give another five star rated match until 2011, and that was the Money in the Bank match between CM Punk and John Cena. So, just so you know, he never gave Eddie, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, or Kurt Angle a five star match. Mm-mm. Never. Nope. And most of his five-star matches, most of his five-star matches come from Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
It comes from outside WWE. Mm-hmm. He really, he, I think the CM Punk one, I think, and John Cena one might have been the first or second one ever in WWE. Uh, let's see. I've got all of his five star rated matches pulled up. But, I mean, he literally gave none to WWE for the longest time. Let's see. There's... Does he allow himself like one a month or something? Or he does when Kenny Omega was in Japan. I mean, I like Kenny see, Omega fine, the, but I'm not hugging his nuts every five seconds. Like the Shawn Omega. Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match from WrestleMania 10 got five stars. Bret Hart okay, versus Owen Hart from SummerSlam got five stars. Oh, here's a cage game match. Mm-hmm. What the cage match? Really? Yeah. Cage match. Yeah, that was the, see, that I like. I'm probably in the minority here, but I like the SummerSlam cage match between Owen and Bret more than I like their match at WrestleMania 10. Oof. I love their match at WrestleMania 10, but I, put, I, I there's something about that cage match. It made it, it made it separate. It made it different. You know, now I'm not knocking the match at 10. The match at 10 is fucking amazing. The but uh, I like the cage. I like the element, extra element of the cage match. The Bret Hart versus Steve Austin match from WrestleMania 13, 13. got five stars. Okay. The Shawn Michaels Undertaker uh, in your house, Bad Blood. That was the first. Hell in the Cell match got and five stars. Kane, yep, yep. Uh, so from October of '97 until July of 2011, there were zero five star WWE matches, according to Dave Meltzer. How many years was that? Uh, what was what that? What I say? '97 to 2011. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Does he, fourteen okay. years? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I got. I, I got. <laughs> hold on. No. 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 Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Because I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm this could be a whole episode in itself. All the matches he got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or matches that should have been five star that aren't. I mean, uh, there's definitely plenty. Yeah. And then let's see, uh, 2011 CM Punk Cena, Money in the Bank got a five star. Then it was he WWE didn't get another one until 2018, and that was from NXT Takeover Philadelphia, Johnny Gargano versus Andre Cien Almas, which I still think is the best not only NXT match but how the match fuck the is year. that match not five? Oh fuck you, Dave Meltzer. Hell no. Uh, then. Take you over. mean to tell me that the fucking Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match from 1997 Halloween Havoc that was PWI match of the fucking year isn't a five star rated? Not according to Dave Meltzer. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Let's 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 let's, let's move on. Uh, read what you're gonna read. You do your thing. I was gonna I'll say Take Over New Orleans had two five star matches: uh, Cole versus EC3 versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream in the. Uh, ladder match I think, for I think it's ridiculous that Lars Sullivan has a five star match yeah <laughs> I don't uh, think it was by his doing but and then yeah. Gargano and Champa from <laughs> TakeOver from TakeOver New Orleans that was uh 2018 yeah uh then we have Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era from July 11th uh NXT on? 
Was that a Worlds Collide or was that before Worlds Collide? I can't Maybe. Remember. I think that was that before was, Worlds Collide. I think that was right before Worlds Collide. Yeah. Because Worlds Collide was before um, NXT Portland, which was before the Royal Rumble. Yep. Then uh, well, Adam, they had a couple. They had a few of them. Adam Cole versus Gargano from TakeOver New York got five stars. Gargano versus Adam Cole uh, from TakeOver 25 got 5.25 stars. Yeah, this is when he started breaking his own rating system, which yeah. is stupid. Walter versus Tyler Bate from uh, UK TakeOver Cardiff got 5.25 stars. Um, Walter versus Dragonov 1 got 5 stars. Both of them should have 5 stars. Uh, they do. Dragonoff versus Walter from TakeOver 36 got 5.25 stars. Uh, and then that was the final WWE uh, 5 star rated match. Dragonoff versus Walter. I mean, he's not wrong on that. <laughs> There's not uh, been good WWE matches enough to do. He's he's wrong to the point that Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara got five stars for Beach Break. The recent one that just happened? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. The match is good, but it's not even... I don't even think it's a four-star match. No. AEW has more five-star matches this year than WWE has, or... Let me let me rephrase it. AEW has more five star matches since its inception than WWE has total. Yeah, because I mean AEW had let's see Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks from no. Revolution five stars. Best Friends versus Santa, Santana and Ortiz from Dynamite uh, five stars. I'm sorry. Omega, Let's be real. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks got six stars. Yeah, okay. But let's be real. The best friends having a five-star match? I'm the comedy saying. group? I'm just saying. Uh, Young Bucks versus FTR from Full Gear got 5.25. Don't worry to let FTR actually sort of win. Uh, Omega versus Phoenix. Uh, from New Year's Smash Night 1 got 5 stars Young Bucks versus the Death Triangle got 5 stars um, Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros got 5.75 stars Danielson versus Omega from Grand Slam got 5 stars Lucha Brothers versus oh that's a AAA match I'm sorry uh, Super Click, Adam Cole, Matt, and Nick Jackson versus Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express from Full Gear got five stars. <clears throat> Adam Page versus Kenny Omega got five and a half stars from Full Gear. Adam Page versus Brian Danielson at Winter is Coming, five stars. And then the most recent from January 26, 2022, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara Beach Break, five stars. So he didn't give. Punk MJF. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, that was just a couple weeks ago, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So why would he not have forgiven it five stars? Did he? Did he even rate the match? Uh, not a quarter. Probably gave it a three. Yeah, not a probably because because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have Omega or the Bucks in it, so it's probably a three star match. 
I don't get it. Oh, and I was I was wrong. AEW has 13 five-star or higher rated matches. WWE has 14. Yeah, but it, the fact that they've only been around for two three. and a half, three years now. Yeah. But anyway, TNA have zero five-star matches. There's no way. Wait a minute. I thought you said that the Daniels, uh, AJ Joe, triple Yeah, the exhibition match. Turning point. Yeah. yeah. No, that was from Ring of Honor, if I'm it not mistaken. No, Daniels, uh, Daniels, AJ, and Joe, like, that was the one thing that set them up, that put TNA up on the map, was that, that, that triple threat match. Yeah, that f- little program they had for a while. Yeah. No, it does say, it, it does say TNA. So they have one, one five-star match. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Wait, you, wait, time out. You mean to tell me that Triple X versus America's Most Wanted in that cage match from turning point wasn't a five-star rated match that match was freaking insane nope tna has one uh misawa has 25 total uh five-star matches kobashi has 23 okada has 22 kawada has 21 omega has 19 will osprey has 18 uh akira T- tayu tozawa no akira tayu T-A-U-E Tayu has Pal? 15 uh, I don't know who that is I don't, it's I don't gotta either. be girl it's gonna be a girl uh, no it's a he really and they're retired yeah uh, Tanahashi has 15 Ibushi has 13 uh, Manami Toyota who is a female has 13 Ric Flair has 11. Shingo has 11. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii has 9. Jumbo Tsura has 8. <clears throat> Nayoto has 8. Inoue has 8. Uh, Young Bucks have 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Akiyama has 7. Uh, Fuchi has 6. Yamada has 6. Cole has 5. Ricky Steamboat has five. Akira Hook. Really? Akira Hook. Akira Hokutu has five. Barry Windham has five. And Ray Phoenix has five. That's crazy. All right, so back to WrestleMania where we could. Let's do. Let's really start our own rating system. Watch some of these old ones and give them. Let's pick up. Let's all pick our thoughts at a five star match and watch a match between each other. How about that? Yeah. Sorry, we I'm went way that. off topic there on. Yeah. Star ratings. Uh. So after the Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho match, uh, we have Triple H burying Booker T. Dun 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 dun. Oh. He didn't bury him. He was just proving that boys like him, people like him, don't deserve. You stop. <laughs> you stop. They literally said it in a promo. <laughs> and he told him to, you know, just carry his bag because that's what he's good for. Yeah. In the bathroom. Like, dude, let me give me leave me in peace. Let me at least take a dump without racism. <laughs> like <clears throat> Yeah, they literally said that in a promo. No, I know they said that in a promo. <laughs> so why can't I say it in a promo? 
It's in a promo. <laughs> this, is all, this is all promo. We're promoting ourselves all the time. <laughs> Hashtag no. real life heel. Yes. Uh, so Get after after that, we have Hulk Hogan defeating Mr. McMahon in a street fight. It goes 20. 20- Wait, Hogan <laughs> won a match? Yes. He, what? he never does that at WrestleMania. He always puts people over at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, and it's 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 so <laughs> apropos that he wouldn't even put the boss over. <laughs> but he had to put the rock over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, had no choice there. And they do twenty one minutes in this street fight. Well, I mean, they're blowing up a lot of it and just hitting each other over the head a lot. It's but not like still, really up, man. Following that, we have uh, The Rock finally defeating Steve Austin in what would be Steve Austin's final match. No, 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 sir. We know in two weeks he's up to put about a about to put another five minute five star match out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I said in what would be Steve Austin's final match for at least 19 years. Right. But again, this was one of the situations where the you know Austin was leaving, The Rock was leaving. Um, you know, it was, you know, but but instead of doing what Goldberg and Lesnar did where they oh it, you know, they just shit the bed, like they actually went out there, had pride in their fucking work, and went out there and gave the crowd, you know, one of the it, it, it's it's not the best of the trilogy, but it's definitely you know, there to be remembered and all that, you know. It's definitely the most entertaining one, though. It was most entertaining because it was almost like you knew, you knew, but you didn't know. Does that make sense? Like, you, hey, like, um, like I know this this might be Austin's last go-around, but I don't well, want I mean, it this, to be kind of deal, you know what I mean? It was also when The Rock put on the vest and acted more goofy because he was, you know, hamming it up for his gimmick, the Hollywood yeah. Rock. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, uh, I told a fib. The Rock, this wasn't the last appearance by The Rock. Like, The Rock won, and then he ended up having that match with Goldberg at the next pay-per-view. And don't forget, before this WrestleMania, he was taking L's to the Hamburglar. Man, why do you hate <laughs> Gregory Helms so much? I don't. Like, <laughs> like but, but here's the thing. When, when, when the Hamburglar won, when the Hurricane finally beat Rock, Austin had something to do with that. So it was like... You yeah, know, it all worked together. It made perfect that's sense. That's what I'm saying. It worked together, but that was a, but that was a way to elevate that character, though. I mean, the yeah. character was the character was there, but then he he needed that extra, <clears throat> I guess, that extra star power, you know, involvement. Well, I guess I don't know. This was also Maybe the that time that, that the hurricane was going around choke slamming everybody. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was great. It was. Uh, so after Rock Austin 3, we had Brock Lesnar damn near breaking his neck in an attempt to defeat Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Yeah, you know, it's funny, but that peep, that's all people remember is the botched uh, Shooting Star Press, but everything before that was fucking killer, though. Oh, I'm not saying that the match wasn't good, but that's the what man, everybody remembers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, had he hit that perfectly, that's still what everybody would have remembered. That is true. Dave Meltzer wouldn't write a five-star match, but you never know. <laughs> it couldn't have Kurt Angle in it. Yeah, it had Kurt Angle in it, so yeah, that's right. No, no, it had Perk Angle in it. 
Yeah, Perk Angle. Was it, he Perk Angle at this point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think it was actually after this, because he's not Perk Angle until... 2000, like... This is WrestleMania 19. He, WrestleMania 20, he was definitely Perk Angle, because he was doing the super assault on Eddie Guerrero in the Mexican like thing in general. I think it was a, I think it was like a few months after this he really becomes Perk Angle. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> and it made him better unfortunately <laughs> it did alright demons made him better I mean I, don't know, I think if we're going perk angle you, we could say his run in TNA would probably be more perk angle than this no he I think he was pretty TNA. clear I think he was he was starting to come off at that point I don't when? know latter days he was uh, when TNA. Kurt Angle's running TNA. No, he was working on TNA. Because remember, his first, uh, our first introduction to him is him breaking Joe's face. Oh, with the with the headbutt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't Jeff Hardy fucked up at Victory Road, but I mean, it was. Oh no, he. I don't think he was ever that bad. No. It was enough to maintain, but man, he was a mean some bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. But anyway, uh, all right. So, go ahead. I, I was going to say, uh, which which mania do you feel is the best of these two, nineteen or mm. twenty? This is a difficult one, in my opinion. It is. It really, really is. Oh uh, God! Because because on one hand, like at, at twenty, you got Guerrero and Angle, Benoit. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, such good matches. You, you know, and on 19, you got the Lesnar Kurt Angle match, Rock Steve Austin, Shawn Jericho. Uh, I mean, but you have lulls here with like Triple H and Booker T. It wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't. I think the finish is what screwed everybody over on that match. And then you right. have, you know, Hogan McMahon in this 21-minute street fight that nobody gave a shit about. But at least you didn't have uh, a Playboy evening gown match. Yeah, I guess you're right on that. Yeah. Uh, for me, and like I said, this is difficult. You know, because 20 also had uh, Christian versus Jericho, which I thought was a really good match. Uh, I'm going to have to go with 19 on this one. I just think overall it has a stronger body to it. I think what... Not eight, Joe Roger. I think think what saves 20... 20, Yeah, I was going to say, I think what saves 20 is the, the Benoit story. So. I mean that. I mean, I like literally. There's just just two not good match. Well, there's one not good match and then one not match overall. Um, but um, nineteen. I mean, nineteen told a great story with the uh, I guess end of an era match. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Um. The Undertaker match was a throwaway match, really. It was yeah. there to have him there. Hulk Hogan McMahon wasn't a match. Uh, and 
That's just it. This one's hard. Yeah. If I'm going on face value, if I look at WrestleMania, look at WrestleMania 19. If I had to like like the best of the best, Sean versus Jericho and Lesnar versus Angle. If I'm going best of the best out of all the matches. See, that's weird that you don't put Rock and... I mean, yeah, it wasn't the best, like, technical, you know... Okay, okay, I'll throw... Okay, just just to appease, I will throw in Rock and Austin, okay? I mean, you don't have to appease me. It's just weird, because, I mean, I think that one told a better overall story because of, like, the legacy they had. Yeah. But But then you go over and you look at 20, and you have... Probably the greatest triple threat match in the history of WrestleMania with Benoit, H, and Sean. You had the return of The Undertaker. You had Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle in an amazing match. You know, Victoria and Molly Holly in a match that wasn't supposed to happen and ended up being one of the most over things on the fucking show. Christian and Jericho was a great match. You know, you saw the rise of John Cena. The Evolution Rock and Sock connection was, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is just me, my opinion. I think it was very underrated. The thing that weighs down this particular WrestleMania is Goldberg Lesnar and that fucking evening gown match. I can overlook those uh, <clears throat> for the I mean, I overall. Can look, over, look over the. I can do the Goldberg Brock Lesnar one, but the women one. Ugh. No, I, I, let me. Oh, let me ask this question: Which match would you rather watch, Hogan versus McMahon in a twenty-minute street fight, or Lesnar versus Goldberg? Oh, uh, Hogan McMahon. Personally, Raj. Mm, well, since we know my feelings towards <laughs> a certain individual, uh, no, I mean the, the Goldberg Lesnar one is just such a disgrace to wrestling at that point. The fact that those guys had a built-up match and didn't give a shit about anybody, or anything. At least Hogan and McMahon tried to tell a story and tried to like do something with it right um obviously knowing the outcome of big man losing to hogan but they beat the shit out of each other they tried to put on a a, a match for the fans and lesnar and goldberg just told everybody to go fuck themselves like yeah that simple fact alone like come on man like but that's the thing that for me that's the thing that's weighing 20 down but, i don't know that that one like i said that one match overall though it yeah, it, it, it's not that. This one was hard for me. Like, oh I, yeah, this is hard. I, 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 like I said, I, I don't think, think there's a wrong 19, answer. I'm going nineteen uh, because I personally liked the the triple threat tag match. Uh, Team Angle, Benoit Rhino, Los Guerreros. You know the Sean Jericho match. Uh, I, I really dug the Trish Stratus Victoria Jazz match. Matt Hardy and Mysterio to open the show. Uh, like I said, Triple H and Booker T wasn't bad. It was just the finish that that kind of screwed the pooch on that one for me. Also, uh, the story, like the finish and the fact that like Booker T not going over on a racism angle seems kind of strange. And the fact that not once kind of Triple strange, H hit the pedigree, definitely strange. Yeah, and then after Triple H hits the pedigree, he waits 45 seconds to make the cover, and you still don't allow this man to kick? Like, no, it, was to, like it was to bury Booker more. But the, okay, here's my question. Again, 
Don't butcher me for asking the question. I'm just asking the question. What was the purpose of burying Booker T? Why? Because he was with WCW? Yeah. Because he, I mean, like, because that's where he made his name. They've they, they've always done that with, with WCW talent. Well, with WCW main event talent, right? Because you see, they didn't really bury Benoit Angle or uh, Benoit Guerrero, but they weren't. They didn't bury Mysterio, right? Because they weren't technically main event talent from WCW. They were the mid card talent that everybody tuned in to see. So right. WWE took them and made them main event talent. Right. You know, whereas they took the main event talent from WCW and buried them. Uh examples. Goldberg, uh Booker Steiner. T Scott Steiner, just to name a couple. But the, but- but did Goldberg really get buried though? Because he did win the title from Triple H. So was he, he really lost it right after that? I mean, he still won the title. They still put the belt on him. I mean, yeah, but then he I mean, ran back. Yeah, but I mean, Booker T eventually won over. the title too. Yeah, yeah, but that was like way after. I'm talking about like when Triple H was having his reign of terror in that time frame. Because he lost the belt to. Uh, Goldberg, he lost it to Shawn Michaels, he lost it to Chris Benoit, and he uh, eventually lost it to Batista. Um, but after he lost it to Batista, he was like, okay, let Batista have a run with it or whatever. But then that's also when, I think that's when the draft happened and they moved Cena and Batista switched brands after that, I think. But, all right, so Chip says 19. Roger, what do you say? 20. Oh, you asshole. I got fucking... Sir. No, oh, you put this on thought. me. Shit. No, okay. You could have said yours first. Yeah. yeah, well, I... You know. <laughs> you oh, chose God. the streets. Again, I don't, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. It's just a, there's a not, preference. There's not, still... I mean, it's our final four, so it's not like we haven't really thought about how great these ones are. If I had... Okay. Going back and looking at all of them, going through all the matches we've just discussed. See, I think 19 had better stories, but I think 20 had better matches. Does that make sense? Like... It's up to you. It's your decision. I'm not trying to swing you one way or another. I'm not trying to swing you one way or another. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's trifical. Trifical, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm going to say WrestleMania 20. Okay. I love 19, but, like, I don't know. There's something about 20. I think think what really gets 20 for me is, I mean – I mean, there were two extra matches on the card, but even if you take away the bullshit evening gown match and the god-awful Lesnar-Goldberg match, you know, you had two good Fatal 4-Way tag matches. The Cruiserweight Open could have been better, uh, but I thought Jericho and Christian was great. It was the rise of John Cena. Guerrero and Angle was amazing. Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn was amazing. The return of The Undertaker. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with 20. All right. So 20 goes through. All right. Next up, we have WrestleMania 21 versus WrestleMania 17. Uh, We'll start with 21. We had in the pre-show, Booker T won a 30-man interpromotional battle royal by last eliminating Chris Masters. Then we start WrestleMania. Uh, Say that man's name right. The Masterpiece. No. His name is Chris (laughs) Masters. Actually, his name is Chris Adonis. Yeah, because he is a Masterpiece still. (laughs) Um, Then we start Mania with Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero in a singles match uh, where, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first time they were both tag champions. It was the first time that tag team champions uh, faced each other at WrestleMania in a singles match. Yes. I do believe so. Uh, then we had we followed that up with the Money in the Bank ladder match with Edge defeating Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Christian with Tyson Tomko, Kane, and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, we followed that up with The Undertaker defeating Randy Orton. We followed that up with Trish Stratus defeating Christy Hemme with Lita for the Women's Championship. Uh, Then we follow... (laughs) We follow that up with Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels in a fucking banger of a match. Uh, Then we follow that up with Aki Bono defeating The Big Show in a sumo match. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, it is what it is man yeah then we have John Cena defeating JBL for the WWE Championship to start the Arrow Super Cena yes and we follow that up with Batista defeating Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship Um, in all of the matches on this card except for the pre-show ended on a minute mark this was uh first time i can ever remember this happening uh Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero went 13 minutes even the money in the bank ladder match went 15 even Undertaker Randy Orton went 14 even Trish and Christie went four even Kurt and Sean went 27 the Akibono Big Show match was one minute John Cena and JBL yeah. Uh John Cena JBL was eleven minutes and Batista Triple H was twenty-two minutes. Um I mean some pretty good matches on here. Uh Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, really good. That that money in the bank ladder match was was damn good. Um Undertaker Randy Orton was good. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels was good. JBL, Cena. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Uh, Batista Triple H wasn't terrible. No, I mean, the Batista Triple H one is actually a lot better than people give it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a ton better than people give it credit for. But a lot of people hate on it because A, it was Triple H, and B, it was Batista. Yeah. I, I don't know. People were weird. They, they accept they accept Batista 
when he's in evolution, but once he breaks out, they're like, oh, why do we have to cheer for him? Because yeah. y'all was cheering for him before. Like, they listen to you. Like when <laughs> Right, when Batista did the thumbs down thing, the crowd went fucking ape shit. Which How is so weird because that's... Supposed... Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I was say it's weird that he did that, and they that, that's supposed to make him a bigger heel, and it just makes him a bigger baby in that sense. <laughs> right. Right. That's why that's why Vince hates listening to the fans because sometimes the fans are stupidly fickle, like how Daniel Bryan used to say in his promos. Fickle. Yes. Yep. Uh. And then for WrestleMania 17, mm. we have. Yeah. X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> I got everything I want man. Sorry. Uh, defeating Grandmaster Sexay, Brian Christopher, and Steve Blackman in two minutes and forty six seconds. Uh, then to that was a pre show match. Uh, then yeah, to it was. start the what actual. What they get punished for? <laughs> Uh, who uh, X Factor or Steve no, Blackman? No, Blackman and Brian Christopher. What, what, I mean, Brian Christopher probably a, because he was for doped up on something. Hmm. I mean, God rest Steve his soul. Blackman's a bounty hunter now, but yeah. Okay, that dude's a. I mean, he probably a was a bounty hunter to begin with. <laughs> yeah, like that well, dude's a legit bombs, badass. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, wasn't he created to beat? Who was he? Was, was it Shamrock? Sh- right? Shamrock, yeah, it was Shamrock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I was trying to remember who it was, but I was like, they literally built this man to beat a badass. So, yeah, I mean, because like, dude, <laughs> dude had no in-ring skills, but like, we could kill a man easily for, for sure. Motherfucker, look like he can kill you with a straw, like. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Jamming your ass. Yeah. Right? Make chocolate milk bubbles. Uh, <laughs> what? You talking about Felcher, motherfucker? Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> oh. He asked if you were talking about Felching. <laughs> I mean, what do you what you do in your spare time? What you do in your spare time? Motherfucker, you want to talk about sticking a straw up somebody's ass? I'm just, I'm just. You, wow. you gave it. A, I'm making, you know, I'm you sure know the name. Okay. For it. You know the I'm, name for it. I'm making sure you're okay. <laughs> you know the name for it. I mm. listened to the Relapse album. Of course, I know the name. <laughs> uh, I listened to the same album. <laughs> <laughs> Nuances. <laughs> Is he nuts? No, he's insane. Anyway. All right, let's keep it going. <laughs> All right. Uh, to start the show, we had Chris Jericho versus William Ringle for the Intercontinental title. Such a beautiful match. Then we have Taz and the APA versus the Right to Censor. Right to Censor consisted of Bull Buchanan, The Good Father, and Val Venus. Um, then we have Kane defeating Raven and The Big Show in a triple threat hardcore match for the WWF Hardcore Championship. Now Raven almost destroys the show. Hilariously. Yes. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. You'd have been okay with it? Yep. Yes. Then we have uh, Eddie Guerrero defeating Test for the European Championship. Test. Test. Yes. Test. Did you know how China? 
Do what? Did he not have China? No, no, he really didn't have China no. He had Perry Saturn in his corner. Yeah, another buff girl, right, bro? <laughs> Man, fuck Perry Saturn. Why you? Why? Where's the hate from Perry Saturn come from? Why? Why would he abuse a jobber for missing one spot? Oh, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Looking like superstar Billy. Is that? Is that the reason why they gave him the moppy gimmick? Yep. Yeah, because he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Now he's walking around with a Mike Tyson tattoo. I'm surprised he's still alive, to be honest. I mean, he Why almost died. Because that man was on drugs hard. Yeah, he almost died. Somebody shot his ass. Uh, really? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that part. I guess that's what happens when you look like superstar Billy Graham. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was in 2004... Uh, he was involved with an altercation with two men. Uh, he apparently came to the aid of a woman that they were in the process of trying to rape. And he fought both men, but was shot with a 25 caliber handgun in the back of the neck and in the right Ooh. shoulder, to which he originally thought he had received a punch. Um, as a result of the scuffle, after being shot, he became addicted to methamphetamine and was homeless for two and a half years. He then disappeared from public view and was not seen for several years with his family and friends unaware of his whereabouts. He reemerged uh, in 2010, having resolved his addiction. Okay, first of all, this man became addicted to meth? Methamphetamine. From a gunshot. Yep. I've never heard of the line, like the connection. Me you either. get shot in the back of the head and you think you got punched? Like Back of the neck. And the shoulder. Back of the neck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I then, mean, he did have a thick neck. Yeah. And then during an interview with Bill Apter in 2016, he revealed that he was dealing with traumatic brain injury that limited his abilities. And uh, he joined a class action lawsuit against WWE saying that he suffered from multiple symptoms of repetitive traumatic brain injuries and is undergoing neurological care. If I was like, if I was the lawyer defending WWE at that moment, my argument against Perry Saturn, like this man got did meth, like that's where his problems come from. Yeah, well, in 2018, uh, that class's class action lawsuit was dismissed by U.S. District Judge Vanessa Lynn Bryant. But through this is when we discovered what CTE was, thanks to Chris Nowinski. Yep. And then we discovered that Benoit <clears throat> had a super malfunction brain. Yeah. Bro, it, it, dude had the brain of an 80 year old the... Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. yeah. You brought up the whole thing about it. it says after a match in which he legitimately attacked jobber Mike Bell, Saturn immediately underwent a significant gimmick change and possibly as punishment for his actions, as involved in storylines with about his becoming infatuated with a mop. After receiving head trauma in matches against the Acolytes and Raven, Saturn began acting erratically and speaking nonsensical, allegedly as a result of a concussion. Saturn began uttering the phrase, you're welcome, in in inopportune intervals, and then fell in love with Moppy, an inanimate mop, which he believed was alive, similar to Wilson the volleyball from the 2000 film Castaway. Yeah, and then him and uh, Al Snow made a team together. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Poor Al Snow. <laughs> Apparently that dude's a douchebag too. Who, Al? Yeah. No, nah, Al's great. Mm. I've heard from people. Well, I've that... never had I've never had a problem with Al. I'll yeah, just say that. I'm I've saying people people that he actually aren't even in contact with every now and then say so he's he's got some shit going on that he probably shouldn't be doing or saying before he gets outed. Yeah. But like I said, I don't I, know I, him personally. I could, just, I could just go by my experience with him. You know? I, I mean, I don't know him personally, but the guys that I've heard it from, I, I, I trust them. They're pretty cool dudes. And I'm just like, oh, not Al. Because I, I like Al. He was the coolest guy on uh, Tough uh, Enough. He definitely wanted people to succeed. So it's kind of weird that he does the things they say he does. Yeah. We'll sidebar that after the show, after the show tonight. Um, anyway, let's, let's continue to the next one. Uh, so after the... Uh, Eddie Guerrero test match. We have Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Uh, they amazing. go 14 minutes. That's amazing. Then you have China defeating Ivory for the WWE Women or WWF Women's Championship in two minutes 38 seconds, where uh, all of right to center was banned from ringside. Uh, they got beat earlier anyway, so right, right. Uh, and it, it's interesting to think that uh, both of the right to censor matches combined were less than six minutes. Yeah, right around six minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so we follow up the China Ivory match with Shane McMahon versus. Vince McMahon in a street fight that goes with 14 minutes 11 seconds WCW or the the younger guys in WCW sitting up in the balcony watching like this Sean O'Hara and Chuck Palumbo and Hugh Morris and all those guys oh Bill DeMott oh Billy DeMott yep Yep, it's but another story for it's another story for another time. Um, then we have uh, Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardy Boys uh, in a yeah. TLC match. Was this the first one or the second one? Second one. Second. The first TLC one was at two. the SummerSlam before. Yeah, okay. yeah. The SummerSlam the was, Summer was the first one. That's that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, then we followed that up with the. To the greatest fucking invention ever. The gimmick battle royal where Shiki Baby won by eliminating Hillbilly Jim last. Uh then we have the Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> then we have Undertaker defeating Triple H in the match that never happened. Right? <laughs> and then we have Stone Cold defeating The Rock in a no-DQ match for the WWF Championship. Yes. Alright. Where are we at, boys? 21 or 17? Uh, <laughs> Talon, go first this time. Alright. I've, I've <laughs> always been a big... I've always been a big proprietor of 17 as the greatest of all time. Um, Jericho and Regal is an amazing match. Kane, Raven, and Big Show as hectic and as crazy as it was, it was it was fun to watch. 
Angle and Benoit is amazing. Um, the, the you know the, the TLC match was great. Um, you know, Undertaker Triple H was a good match too. Austin and Rock was amazing except for the finish. But then you go to uh, twenty one. And Mysterio and Guerrero was amazing. The first Money in the Bank ladder match. Orton and Taker. Angle and Shawn Michaels. You know. It's like, it's so strange because like, Cena, both, this particular WrestleMania, WrestleMania 21, was the rise of John Cena and Batista at the same time. Like, Vince McMahon's pretty much saying, these are the two guys that I want to leave my company. You know. Uh, Now, one stayed around longer than the other one did, obviously. But at the time, Vince is like, Batista's going to run Raw. John Cena's going to run SmackDown. They, you know, they're going to do what you know, do what they're going to do. Um, the matches themselves, I felt like I don't, I don't think Batista and Triple H should have gone 22 minutes. I think it was a little bit too long. Um, I think the Cena JBL match could have been better. If we're going main event versus main event, I think I would pick Austin or, or and Rock, just because I think it's the best of the three of the trilogy that they particularly had. But also, the the, the heel turn kind of brings it down for me. Uh, yeah. You know what? I never thought I'd do this because, like. Ugh. Do you Damn, do you want me to go first? No, no, I already said I would. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, uh, uh, I'm gonna hold myself to my convictions, and I'm gonna go with seventeen. All right, Chip. Uh, <clears throat> as much as I love 17, I think 21 has the better overall body of matches. Um, I mean, Jericho and Regal, amazing. Uh, Angle and Benoit, amazing. Uh, then you have the the first TLC match or the second TLC match where you know these six guys literally tried to kill each other uh, you know Undertaker Triple H wasn't bad Steve Austin and The Rock uh, you know really good but then man you look at 21 you got Mysterio versus Guerrero you got the first Money in the Bank ladder match Undertaker Orton uh, Angle versus Sean Cena versus JBL the match was better than what you remember it for Talon go back and watch it honestly uh Batista Triple H that match was again better than what most people remember uh people just like to retroactively shit on stuff I mean you think Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels that was 2005 PWI match of the year um, there's not a match on 17 that was even in contention for match of the year. I'm going to go with 21. I'm going to be the oddball and go with 21. So we're leaving it to me. 
Yep. Cool. I was hoping you'd go with seventeen, so I wouldn't have to really have to Think make a decision. It. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I mean, I love seventeen. Don't get me wrong. I just watched it the other night. Uh, man. Um. Why? <laughs> I mean, you chose to go last. You chose these streets. Well, like I, I was hoping. I was hoping you'd make a decision. Um. Okay. <sighs> And I'm okay with it if 17 goes through. I'm okay with it. Like, just... My thing is with 17's highlights are Angle Benoit, TLC 2, and Stone Cold and The Rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Jericho, William Regal, it's still a good match overall. Um... But there wasn't really much behind it besides Jericho being an ass clown and William Regal because William Regal was the douchebag, like, authority type dude. Eddie Girl and Test was a thrown together match, too. I love Kane, Raven, and Big Show because of the, just the awkward funniness of the hardcore match. Yeah. China Ivory was a squash. Uh, the, the Shane McMahon. Obviously, it was a street fight, like like always. And the story, it was creepy. Um, the gimmick battle royal was just to get the fans calmed down from the TLC match going to the non-existent Triple H Undertaker match, which also had a weird long ref bump. <laughs> yes, um, it did. And then Stone Cold and The Rock had the weird... It was just weird overall, too. Um... I mean, they told a good story overall, but I don't know. 21 might slightly have it. Might. Um, I mean, it was the first, uh, whatchamacallit? Money in first, the Bank. Uh, Money in the Bank. Um, it was the christening of the, the next generation of Cena and Bautista. Uh, Perk Angle trying to kill Shawn Michaels. Uh, Randy Orton getting to show off with The Undertaker. Ray and Eddie having a great opening match. Um, I mean, the only low points really are the Trish and Christie match. They did the best they could there, and the Akimono Big Show was also just a, a jag-off match there. Yeah, but the build-up to that match was incredible, I thought. The sumo, the sumo match? Yeah. Or, I mean, it was good. I mean, yeah, having a legit... Akibono. Yeah, but most coming. people didn't know who Akibono was. Well, I mean, Akibono's a title, too. Yeah. Uh, also, like, the, he's, a, he's another one of those uh, weird Hawaiian Samoan guys that get to go and take over another sport. Um, Born no, Chadwick uh, Yaho Ronan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure, like I said, Akibono should be a title, I believe. It is. Elder name is Akibono. Elder name is given to Sumo Elk from the JSA, the Japanese Sumo Association, more accurately called Elder Stock or uh, Tashiyori Kabu, 
These names are a finite number of licenses that can be passed on and are strictly controlled by the JSA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sumo league stuff. Sumo is another thing we can really get into that I love watching. Um, it's just another one of those things. Dude, he made. Has a, he, hmm? uh, Akibono made uh, Yokozuna in 93. Yeah. His his overall win loss record is amazing, six hundred and fifty four oh, yeah, like wins, two hundred and thirty two losses. So in sumo, they wrestle on every odd month for fifteen days in a fifteen day tournament. So they literally have six months uh, tournament. Six, every other month they have a tournament for fifteen days. So you can get a lot of uh, stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Akibono's got a statue mm-hmm. in uh Walamanlo, Hawaii. Yeah, he's one of the like I said, one of those Hawaiian guys that made it big somewhere else just for being a really big athletic dude. Yeah. He actually became a Japanese citizen in ninety six. He's six foot eight. Jeez. Um anyway. Now yeah, but on to the the WrestleMania. Yeah, this WrestleMania had less fluff than the other one did. So, uh, WrestleMania 21 had less fluff than WrestleMania 17. I just say this WrestleMania and that WrestleMania, not really given pronouns, those are things. Um, but no, I think the the five minutes uh, combined of Trish and Christy and Aki Bone on Big Show is not enough to really sway me away from like in 21 more. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna say 21 for this one. Okay. All right. Now we're down to 20 and 21. 20 and 21. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, hoo shit. I mean, we've already talked about it. Let's just jump straight into it. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first this time since I didn't go, go first on the other ones. Go ahead. WrestleMania 20 is my pick. <laughs> Do what uh, you must. Oh, man. Um, I'll be honest. Like, I love the majority of the matches on 21. But man, the stories on 20 were just there, dude. You had the whole thing with... Well, well, actually, both had their stories and both had their good matches. You know, like I said before, 20, the rise of John Cena, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero and Curtin had a great story, the return of The Undertaker, the amazing triple threat match. Um, And then you got 21, which was a good match between Mysterio and Guerrero, the first ever say, in the big if- ladder match. Yeah, if I'm breaking it down match by match, if we go first match from 20 to 21, first match on 20, uh, Booker T and RVD defeats the Dudleys, Garrison Cade, and uh, La Resistance. Uh, I think Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero was better. Wait, uh, wait, wait, what are you talking, wait, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? The first match on WrestleMania for WrestleMania 20 was John Cena and the Big Show. Oh, that's right. I looked yeah. the numbers wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would mean, still I mean, either way. I, I would still, yeah, say, still say Mysterio Guerrero, Mysterio right? Guerrero was better. 
right. then we have that fatal four-way uh, that I just said versus the first Money in the Bank ladder match. I got to I gotta give it to Money in the Bank on that one. Right. Uh, Christian and Jericho next. Uh, Undertaker Orton. I- I'll give Christian and Jericho that one. Uh, okay. Then uh, fifth match would uh, Tristan Christie uh, versus uh, or Trish versus Christy and then we have Evolution versus Rock and Sock I'm going to have to go with Evolution versus Rock and Sock there uh, then we have Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels uh, Tori Wilson, Sable versus oh, yeah, Jack we, 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 okay. we know what that is. so 21 there uh, then we have the Cruiserweight Open uh I'm going to have to give that over Akibono and Big Show. Uh, then we have Goldberg Lesnar. I'm going to have to go with Cena and JBL. Uh, Batista Triple H. Better than the uh, Fatal 4-Way. Too Cool, Bastion Brothers, uh, APA, great, World's Greatest Tag Team. But then... Uh, we uh WrestleMania 20 has more matches. Um so then it's Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Undertaker Kane, and then the triple threat match. Oh. See this one's this one's a little difficult for me too. Um uh, I mean because including the pre-show match, WrestleMania 21 has nine matches total including the pre-show match or I'm sorry Wrestlemania 20 doesn't even have a pre-show match and it's 12 matches um it doesn't have a pre-show match no it didn't even have a pre-show match that year no so if I take out let's just take out Tori Wilson Sable chunk that to the side right uh Goldberg Lesnar yeah we'll chunk that to the side and then yeah we can take out the cruiserweight open so those three matches it's still difficult I'm gonna have to go with 21 uh I just think overall the, the two matches, the Akibono Big Show and Trish and Christie, they're not the, the five minutes there isn't enough to put it under WrestleMania 20 but man, that, that 13 minute 48 Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match was goddamn horrendous that, that's enough to make me turn the TV off yeah. <laughs> so tell us all on you. Oh, <laughs> That's why I wanted to go first this time. <laughs> I gotta be I, like, God, you know what? I gotta be honest. Both, both manias. Like, I think the matches on twenty one were better than the sto- were better, but the stories were better on twenty. Like, like. You had so many different things that came out of came out of WrestleMania 20. 
I mean, okay, if you say like, okay, like the best match on WrestleMania 20 would be Benoit, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Yes. The best match on 21 would be Angle, Shawn Michaels. Yes. Yeah. What match would I want to watch? What mo- What match was I most intrigued by? I was more intrigued by Benoit. And I don't even really think it's the matches or the stories for them. That, it's that for the most part. But like, what were the moments that you remember the most from each WrestleMania? You know, you remember Edge winning the Money in the Bank and the way that he did it. The Undertaker and Orton had a good one. I think if, and this just might be me, I think had Orton beat the Undertaker and killed the streak, like when they looked like how they originally were going to do it, I think it may have been. I don't know if it'd be looked at the same way. It might be looked at even in a better light or maybe in a worse light. Who knows? Um, God. I like the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero match, but I've seen them have better matches. Trish Stratus, Christy Hemme was... Eh. Well, you gotta remember, that match, they were both baby faces. Yeah. So they had to wrestle baby face. If Eddie was heel, it would probably have been... Oh, it would have been much, much better. Right. But they had to still tell the story of them being heels and it being a slow turn for right. Eddie. And that's just the thing. Like, I don't know if, if going back to 20, I don't know if Goldberg Lesnar is enough to bring it all the way down to where it's... Uh, I don't know. Because, you know, the rise of John Cena, the return of The Undertaker, Guerrero and Angle, amazing, the greatest triple threat match in the history of Mania... A great women's match that wasn't even supposed to happen between uh, Victoria and Molly Holly. And you had two Fatal 4-Way matches. Both of them went under eight minutes, but they still told a good story within the story. I think Evolution and Rock and Sock was a, was a good match. Christian and Jericho was a good match. Oh, man. It, I, I, I gotta go with 20. Like I like everything. Like I, I think WrestleMania Twenty One's amazing. Yes, but go. I gotta, go, I gotta go with Twenty on this one. Like, and, and again, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. For me, I think because of the ending and how it was Eddie and Chris, like that moment ending WrestleMania to me is more iconic and more memorable. Even though there is some dark clouds around it it's still more memorable than Batista holding the title at the end of the night and the fireworks going off, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Along with all the other great matches that were on the card that night. I mean, for me, this WrestleMania is always my number one WrestleMania no matter what, so I was going to pick it regardless. But here's the thing. I was going to pick, like, I picked 17. I think 17 is the greatest of all time. But obviously it didn't even make the top. It didn't make, it made the final four, so I was happy with that. Um, which I don't even think Chip had twenty going. Chip didn't even have twenty going to the final four. He picked ten. No, that's like, right. I did pick ten. That's even see. That's the crazy thing about the about this about who you got is it's like if the matchups were different, would they be? You know, would we would we would we have the same result if the, if, the, if it was different? You know, because I honestly thought it was going to come down to twenty and seventeen. And obviously, it came down to 20 and 21. But I think if it came down to 2017, I probably would have jumped to 17 and stuck, you know, been uh, been a, uh, you know, have my convictions in right. that regard. But, yeah. So, 
Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of who you got is WrestleMania 20. And if you guys agree or disagree, let us know. You know, if you um, agree, let us know. If you disagree, don't let us know. Shut up. No, no let, 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 no, us, know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Your opinions Cost don't us. matter if you disagree. <laughs> All opinions matter, Raj. No, they don't. <laughs> we did the definitive, definitive bracket. Definitive bracket. We did it. If they wanted to chime in, they could have chimed in in the episodes before. Now it's too See late. That, you hear the anger in his voice, ladies and gentlemen? I don't get it. It's not <laughs> anger. It's just, you know, if you, y'all want something to say, say it in the episode before. No, for real, though. If you do have an opinion, let us know no matter what it is. Uh, Wait, what? Hold, hold, hold on a second. I'm, I'm reading something. At the bottom, like, if you go to the WrestleMania Wikipedia page and it's and, you, and it has the also see feature, yeah, it'll tell it'll show you, like, the WrestleMania version, like, other companies' versions of WrestleMania. Okay. Like, Starcade was the was WCW's version. Yeah. November to Remember was ECW's version? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, I, I didn't think, I didn't, I thought it would have been, like, Anarchy Rules or something, but that's just me. Uh, Ultima Lucha was Lucha Underground's. Bound for Glory was uh, Impact Wrestling. Final Battle was Ring of Honor. Uh, the January 14th Tokyo Dome show was for New Japan. Triple Mania is for Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide. And the anniversary one? show, huh? Which one did they say was for New Japan? Triple AAA. For New Japan? Triple Mania. I'm sorry. Triple AAA. Uh, oh, what they say? Uh, the January 4th Tokyo Dome. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle yeah, Kingdom. I, was, I was like. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what it says. The January yeah. Fourth Tokyo Dome show. That's what that's what they're calling it. It's Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, the NWA anniversary show for the National Wrestling Alliance. Super Fight is considered the premier event for Major League Wrestling. This one actually surprises me. Double or Nothing is the premier event for All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I figured it'd be all. I figured it would be uh, all out. Because All In was the, like the first big one, and then All Out was like the first one, you know. So I don't know. I I always thought that it would be um, All Out would be the one, unless all they they do All Out in the month of August and September. Maybe All Out's like their SummerSlam. I guess I, I don't. I don't yeah. Know. You know, because they really only have like four major pay per views as of right now. They got well, that's all they All eat. Out. Do- all out, double or nothing, revolution, and full gear, and that's it. Yep. But you're right. That's really that's all they need, to be honest. But they only they only have two matches currently scheduled: the men's and the women's uh, Owen Hart Cup tournament final. So how did they even start the tournament? They haven't no. started the tournament yet, but according to the Wikipedia page. The finals are going to be held May 29th in uh, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the the men's and women's finals matches will be held that night. So, get your tickets now, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, all right. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, going down this lane. Um, combination of we talk wrestling and who you got and uh right back here next week we will do our predictions for wrestlemania 38 38 i think 
That's correct. They don't use they don't use numbers anymore, so I'm guessing at this point. Uh, but yeah, WrestleMania is going to be taking place April second and third, the two night event, which I'm I'm we we talked about it a year ago. I think they need to stay doing two nights, and they've been doing it, so you know that's good for them. Um, but yeah, Th- that being said, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Anything from you, Raj? Mm, not that I can think of, no. Alrighty. A couple of quick shout-outs. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast. Uh, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, and Sean Miller with Should I Watch That. Thank you so much to the sponsors. Thank you so much for everybody for listening to us. 22,000 downloads. We appreciate you guys. Love you so much. And we'll see you guys right back here next week for our WrestleMania predictions show right here on We Talk Wrestling. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform follow us on all of our social media facebook twitter instagram and tiktok check out the youtube channel subscribe click the bell to get notified of our latest videos and once again check out movementradio.us i am chip hazard i'm talon williams and i'm roger sierra and this is movement radio god's plan